Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a protagonist dealing with a stalker with an unusual past, super violent moments, acts of romance, an Indian guy with no name, Christmas cake, and an uh, evil villain with a spider web tattoo on his cheek. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 479, Love of Kill. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin Monger View. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast because I'm excited. But beforehand, let's actually do a little bit of shopkeeping and more importantly than that, I have some really important news. So, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin, or some podcast conveying reviews about connectly enhanced narratives, is a nerdy podcast where every episode we talk about various geeky topics depending on the show you're listening to. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the design quality, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. That's S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. You can email me personally at zan at spirekin.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. You can also leave some ratings and reviews at iTunes for Spirekin. And most importantly, if you enjoy what you hear, support our Patreon and help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. And now that all that chilling's out of the way, let's actually get to it because... I've got some news, and the big news is that Otakon has released its schedule, and my panel has been revealed. I will be doing my panel, Cats, Dogs, and Everything in Between, Manga for Pet Lovers, on Saturday, July 30th, at the middle of the day. I believe it's at 2.30. I will confirm it for the next episode, but it's going to be then. So if you want to check me out, and you're going to be at Otakon, definitely show up. I will be giving some cool swag away. I've got a bunch of mangas I've got to get rid of, including that... Well, I'm not giving last episode's manga because that I'm going to do something very special with for Patreon listeners. But we're going to digress and let's get to the actual manga review of the episode because if you remember from that last episode, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga and it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a manga that was written by Fee, that's F-E, and it's published by Media Factory, meaning it's brought over here by Yen Press. It is a shoujo manga that is a mystery romantic suspense story that was originally published in 2015 into present, which means it's still coming out. There are 12 volumes, and the manga is simply known as Kuroshi Ai, or Love of Kill. So, this manga tells the story of Chateau Dankworth. Chateau is a new employee of a bounty hunter company. Her job is to find people and bring them in. Unfortunately, during one of her early missions, she ran into a very unusual assassin. An assassin who kicked her ass, pinned her down, and then said, Hey, what's your name? I mean, I'm not trying to be weird, but I really don't meet anybody like this, and I, I'm flirting with you. So I want to know your name and your phone number. And this is her introduction to... Ryang Ha Song, this professional hitman that everybody's trying to kill, but no one has caught him, and he is enamored by her. He pretty much is stalking her, brokering her information, catching her bounties, because he likes her. And she's kind of like, what's going on? What's your angle here? And he's like, I like you. 
So listen, I've got this bounty that you have to capture, so why don't we go on a date? Or why don't we do this? So he is flirting with her in a very bizarre way that can be seen as kind of romantic and also kind of messed up at the same time. And this is the story of the mob trying to capture him. Meanwhile, Chateau is dealing with this really insane situation. The first volume is pretty much setting up how they first meet, uh, the first bounty on his head, where it turns out that he kills the guy after they go on a romantic date on Christmas, and then it gets into an assassin trying to kill him, but going through her to get to him. And that's pretty much the first volume of this story, and it's compelling and intriguing, but also really doesn't get too much into the backstory of the character. After reading the manga, I went watched the first episode of the anime series, and it gives you a lot more of the backstory about what's going on and why he she is so important to him. And overall, the story is kind of fascinating and kind of creepy in the same way, because it's a romance, but it's really, really awkward, because when they first meet, she tries to kill him, she breaks a pistol against his face, pistol whipping him, and he still comes out on top and just says, yeah, uh, I'm flirting with you. You're like, okay, and every time she tries to stop him or shoot him, he flips it around on her because he's just as competent or as amazing as you'd expect for the like this professional assassin. There's also some other stuff going on, including the fact that there's a moment when he apparently hired a prostitute, but then he kills someone who was like the pimp that's working with her because actually it's a trap to kill him, so it's kind of confusing, and but... It is an intriguing story. Now, as for characters go, we have Chateau. She's our main character, Chateau Dankworth. Her name is House, which is kind of weird. I think I just picked a French word at random. She's confused by this whole situation, and she has been hunting down criminals for a while. We don't know why she's been doing this, but that's her job and what's going on. She's working for Ritzland Support. That's the company that she works for. And she's constantly rejecting Ryong Ha's advances. Like, he calls her constantly and she blocks the number until he sends her text messages with images and videos of all of the bounties she's looking for or when he shows up. She's constantly trying to just get rid of this guy, but this guy is not taking no for an answer. And, like I said, you have uh, Ryo Ha Song, who's just this hitman who 20 organizations wants to kill. Why? We don't know yet. But it's like, he apparently took down the Hong Kong triads. That was the initial event. But he has been very... Kind of pushy with wanting to spend time with her. But when he does spend time with her, it's not like creepy like, you're going to be sitting there and doing perverted stuff. It's like, hey, we're going to have a date. And it's an actual date. It's He takes her looking for a gift for her, wanting to get her jewelry and earrings and get cake for her and have dinner with her with wine. He gets an entire suite for them to have a date in. And when she says, I'm going to leave, the hotel guy's like, damn, you messed up. Because it's like a very expensive hotel. But he does it because he wants to make her happy. So he is in love with her for some reason. Why? We don't know. But it's intriguing. Now, this is a shoujo, so it kind of makes sense why this isn't as creepy as it could be. Because this does come across really creepy. Because he's he's stalking her. Let's be honest, he's stalking her. So, as for other characters, we have um, 
Arepides Ritzland, who is the owner of Ritzland Support, who is Chateau's boss, who knows kind of what's going on and knows that she is hanging out with Rioja. So it's a he's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's what is he doing? We don't know what's his deal. We don't have his motivation. But assisting him is his assistant, who in the manga does not have a name. He's just references Indian guy. And at one point during one of the author notes, he says, yeah, I gave him a name. His name is Censored. And it's like he goes into, it's a whole name is Censored. And it's kind of funny. There are some author notes that explains a lot of things. Like it says, Ryong Ha-sa, main character number one. His name sounds Korean. According to his family registry, he's about 32. He gives the expression of being easily liked and at the same time easily hated by other people. I came up with him after deciding that I wanted to draw a character with fox-light upturned eyes. Chateau Dankworth, main character number two. She actually has a unique history that I got her character design and the name Chateau from. Someone I know. I got permission, of course. She is very reticent and not a lively conversationalist. Euripides Ritzland, supporting character in the web version. His surname was Hakayin. I developed this character for the fun before writing Love of Kill and then reused him out of convenience. A newlywed, younger than he looks. And then Indian guy, supporting character, an oddity in this story. I never found the right time to give this character a name or to mention him by name, so even I... Now I call him Indian Guy, older than he looks. Then question mark. Even though his name is everywhere in the web version, I decided to change him the most and make up his name later on. So the bad guy has no name right now. And that's our cast of characters in the first volume. And we don't know what the hell's going on. We don't know. It's very confusing. But I have to admit the hook of it is intriguing because there has to be a reason why he's obsessed and in love with her. We don't know. But it is a hook that... I have to admit, is rather intriguing. I showed this to Greta, and she said she could take it or leave it for the violence, but the plot hook did engage her. Also, I think she did think it was sweet that he actually would ask her about things like, hey, I bought you these two drinks. I hope Orange is okay. Like, he's actually considerate of her feelings, even though he's kind of forcing her to hang out with him. And for a manga that's based off a series called I Just Want to Read a Short Story About a Couple of Killers... This is not a horrible series. The art style is decent. I It is very computer generated. However, I do find it fascinating. And it's a, a fresh take of something new. It's not been done before. I mean, yes, you have romances about two people at odds. But two killers where one is pursuing the other for romantic purposes is something kind of new. And I have to give that a nice... You know, it gets a plus in my in my book, and it raises the score a little bit. So, with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga rating for this manga. So, as a reminder, I have several phrases that I use for ratings. I don't use letters or numbers. It's phrases based on how I feel about a manga. And this manga is going to get our second highest rating, which is going to be Borrow from a Friend and Don't Return Unless Offered Pocky. It's really good. It's a... Uh, well done series that does something very innovative. It is a little bit of a mystery, but you get this romance angle, you get this suspense angle, and while the main character is very creepy and kind of cringy, I'm invested in their quote-unquote romance. I want to know what's going on. What is the deal? It's not blackmail exactly. It's just something else. There's got to be something more to it than that. Maybe they're childhood friends. We don't know. 
but I want to find out, and I think that you would want to as well. But if you've read or seen Love of Kill and you enjoy this, or you don't, you disagree with me, what did you find different? Email me at or tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'm really enjoying this, and I can't wait to get the second volume of this. But that's my thoughts, and those are my feelings on this manga. So, since this is a Friday show, remember, I'm not doing the manga releases for the week, because we already did that. But I will say that... I've got a really interesting manga that I'm putting on the wheel of manga this week, so we're going to have some fun with that if that comes up. i got three really good ones that I'm excited about. But beforehand, uh, I'd like to thank all of you who are listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. All of you are awesome. Whenever I get an email or a rating, it gives me more motivation to keep doing this podcast for as long as I can because I love doing this. I love reviewing manga and recommending it. I'm going to keep doing this until I'm an old man who has to read manga with thick glasses, and more importantly than that, with large print manga. So, thank you. To my Patreon listeners, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're actually going to be talking about some of the anime for the season, and we're going to do our review for that awesome series, which is Miss Marvel. We'll talk about the TV series and more about that. But, I digress, because that's it. But remember to like, share, subscribe, and let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin this Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that spot is the one I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 480. That is 20 away from episode 500, and I've got to say, I am very excited to see what we're going to do for episode 500. If you have any ideas, email me at or tweet me at Spyrokin with what I should do for episode 500. I want to have some good ideas. I think it's going to be kind of cool that I actually hit 500. Anyway, I am getting... A little ahead of myself and I'm babbling, so let's actually get to the wheel. So for this week, I've got some great titles on here. I have Hazor Kill, Rosenblood, I have Wondercat Q-Chan, I've got Call of the Night, I have Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, uh, I've got a couple of other ones. The one I'm most excited about is I got Bomba, the new Tezuka, a little early, so that's definitely on here. And... Case Files of Jeweler Richard, and my mix-up life. So let's see what we're going to review, shall we? I'm really hoping we get something awesome. Number three. So the next episode, I'm reviewing the new Tezuka that actually comes out next week. We're talking about Osamu Tezuka's Bomba. What is it about? I don't know, but I'm excited because it's a new Tessica. Will it be a great release or will it be kind of meh? We're going to find out. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to like, share, subscribe. As usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time and keep reading manga. I'll see you later. <laughs>